Tonight we come to remember the life of Pope Benedict XVI. I was blessed to be with many of my um, brother priests and the Archbishop and many of the deacons of the Archdiocese on Monday evening as we celebrated a memorial mass at Our Lady of Perpetual Help Cathedral in Oklahoma City. An Archbishop, in the beginning of his homily, related to us his first interaction with soon-to-be-elected Pope Benedict. He had just been um, named the new bishop in Salina, Kansas, and so he was visiting um, the College of Cardinals for his ad limina visit that they would go and do to kind of let them know what's going on with the diocese and the different information, and he was there to meet with the CDF, which is the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith. And at that time, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, soon to be um, Pope Benedict XVI, was the chair of the CDF for the Catholic Church. And so it's in a boardroom, he was telling us, and all of these bishops and newly elected bishops were sitting there, and everybody stood up as this small German man walked in, sat down, bowed their head to prayer. Bring, bring, bring. Someone's phone began to go off. Still bowing in prayer. Bring, bring. Everybody's looking around, beginning to freak out. What is going on at that time? Archbishop Coakley realized, oh no, it's me. It's my phone that's going off. So he starts patting at his leg to turn his phone off because this was in the early 2000s when you had the flip phones. You had to push the right buttons to answer the call. And he said, at that point, Cardinal Ratzinger looked up with his glasses on the end of his nose, shook his head, and bowed his head to pray. And that was his first encounter with the to-be-elected Pope very quickly thereafter. And he told that story to tell in the midst of today's gospel. The readings that we used this evening were the same readings that were used at the Memorial Mass on Monday at the cathedral. And they chose specifically the gospel of the road to Emmaus. Because of that phrase of the apostles... We're not our hearts burning. We're not our hearts burning, and we recognized him in the breaking of the bread. For those that don't know much about the longevity and history theologically of Pope Benedict, he's one of the greatest theological minds that we'll probably ever know of in our time. This last week I've been listening to um, the first part of a two-part biography on his life, and it's just fascinating seeing the world that he grew up in. His parents met in the most typically 21st century way in the early 20th century. His father, not married yet, was looking for a wife. And so what did he do? He found the local Catholic ads and put in an ad looking for his future wife. And he found her. And three children later, at the age of 43, his mother Maria gave birth to Joseph Ratzinger. Joseph Ratzinger the senior was a police captain of their local town. And that's important because you have to remember the time frame, the Zitzenleben, German word, of his upbringing. Germany, Bavaria, right before the Second World War, right before Nazi Germany became a thing, as the Reich was taking over, 
to be Pope Benedict was born into the world. And he wasn't a great athlete as Pope St. John Paul II was, always out there working out. He always had his nose in a book. I mean, if you've read any of the things that he has written, you can tell that he's a very, very, very knowledgeable and learned man. Because it takes me about four months to understand three words that he said. But he always had his heart on his sleeve. He always wanted people to know of the love of God. So the first thing that he did after he became Pope was release part of his memoirs where he was talking about the life of Christ. And he released the first 10 chapters in his first or second year of the papacy because in his own words, he didn't know how much longer the Lord would give him. Little did he know that he would have eight years as the Pope and nine years as Pope Emeritus. Only the second time in history that the Pope retired. And when he retired, his joy came back. I was talking with some of my priest friends this week, and I can only imagine the pressure of being a Pope. Being a pastor is hard, of two parishes. Being the bishop, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. Being a cardinal, being the Pope, I couldn't imagine the worldwide pressure to which one pope was said to pray every evening after he finished night prayer, Lord, I've done what I can do. I'm going to bed. The church is now in your hands. Because we remember and we forget many times that these men that lead us in the faith are men. They're human. They're flawed. They have families. In fact, Pope Benedict had a brother and a sister, both older than him. His brother became a priest and his sister worked for the church as well. That their family, even despite the pressures of the world they grew up in, always sought to bring them to church, always sought to teach them the faith, always sought to pass on to them the love of God. And that's the message that Pope Benedict leaves us with in his life and in his death. In his short but very long 95 and a half years, he left us many opportunities to see where the Lord loves us, to see how the Lord loves us, and to see how we can love each other. Though he was short in stature, because he was even shorter than I am, it's always nice to have someone shorter than you in power, he was known as the German Shepherd. Because he was very frank with you. He didn't mince words. But he would let you know lovingly, you are incorrect. In fact, there's another story that Father Hamilton, one of the priests in our diocese, tells. He was actually ordained as a deacon by, at that time, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. And you would always have a cardinal or a bishop at the seminary because he was at the North American College in Rome, come to do the ordinations. And one of the parts of the ordination for a, de- for a deacon and for a priest is for the presider to ask whoever the director of formation is, do you find them to be worthy? Do you and the, the educators and the diocese, do you find them to be worthy to be able to be ordained as a deacon? He said he had just gotten done watching Indiana Jones, and so... Soon-to-be Pope Benedict comes with this 
thick German accent and says, excuse my accent, it's horrible, do you find them to be worthy? And all he could think of was, he's the bad guy from that movie. And then he laid his hands on him and ordained him as a deacon. But many times we have those fun stories about those in leadership in our lives that help to bring us and recognize their humanity in the midst of the great authority that they've been given. And so today as we come together as brothers and sisters in the faith, may we lift up in prayer the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict XVI and pray also for his successor, Pope Francis. We may pray for unity in the church. We may pray that we all come together, marked with a sign of faith, to embrace the love of God, to turn away from sin, and to truly love as Christ seeks for each and every one of us to love each other. May he truly rest in peace.